Welcome to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That Podcast, a Christian lifestyle show where just like old school testimony service, you get advice, inspiration, and encouragement as we discuss topics that strengthen your faith, family, friendships, and business with your favorite Christian innovators, leaders, artists, and influencers who love to laugh out loud and testify to the goodness of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Sharice Belton. Sharice Felton with Unstoppable Church Media, and welcome to another episode of Jesus Would Have Tweeted That. Now listen, I'm so grateful to the Lord for just allowing me, again, another opportunity just to be here. I thank God for my life, health, and strength. Uh, You know what? We always talk about old school testimony service, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, (laughs) my pastor, my first lady, to my own husband in his absence. I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful. Uh, just for the opportunity to come before you today with another great episode tonight. I hope you guys are feeling well, looking good, smelling aight. Um, we're going to talk about doors tonight. Doors, D-O-O-R-S. And what we know about them. We know, you know, I mean, people like a door is a door, right? Right. The door is a door. You know, um, we don't know who invented the door uh, is when I was... Looking around, uh, we were talking about um, how over 4,000 years ago in ancient Egypt, uh, there's that's the furthest that somebody can paint um, a door or the first image that you saw that somebody acknowledged in a, a door was in ancient Egypt over 4,000 years ago. Um, but of course, there's like a lot of things that we do surrounding around the door. You enter through the door, you exit through the door. Today, I was talking about um, on my video blog. If you don't already follow me on Unstoppable Church Media or on Instagram under Reese is Unstoppable, I would strongly encourage you to like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to connect and let's let's talk. Um, but we were talking about an exit strategy and we were talking about, um, ways to leave a situation and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was thinking today about, you know, there is the door has so many meanings it, it's, you know, of course it's to allow entry or passage to a certain area. Um, it's to mark or announce the arrival of something. Um, It is, you know, coming, it is going, it is whatever. But a lot of times what happens is people like to say, "Mm, it's just a door. But we who are spiritual, we do mind the things that are spiritual. And um, the door represents so much to us. We like to see a door as a way. And we know Jesus, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the father except by me. So he was in essence saying, Hey, I'm, I'm a door that you can go through to get to salvation, to get to peace, uh, to get to love, 
to get to understanding, to fruitfulness, and to get to healing for those who need it. Um, And we always give it such a positive connotation. But a lot of times we fail to see the door for what it really is sometimes. And that is a protection. It keeps not just, you know, something you go through, but it's an element of protection. It is a, um, a barrier between you and whatever's on the other side of it. Um, it is, you know, something to keep you in. And a lot of times, and more importantly, it's a barrier to keep a lot of things out. And what I wanted to talk about Unstoppable Church Media, I don't give people, you know, advice, but when God downloads something to me, I feel compelled to upload it to you and share it. And I hope it helps you. Think about how to use the doors in your life. Now, listen, people will say, you know, I often hear the saints say, God opened the door that needs to be opened and shut the ones that need to be shut in the name of Jesus. You know, and we have the power to do that. I remember, um, see, being a kid, I grew up in Richmond, California, you know, and growing up in my traditional Pentecostal family's church over at Christian Love and McLaughlin Temple Church of God of Christ in North Richmond. And one of the things I used to see is those old school fans, the hand fans that were in the sanctuary. And those old school hand fans um, that you used to get popped for in the pew for playing with or breaking, uh, they'd have Martin Luther King on there. They would have Rose Manor Funeral Home on the other side. Uh, my other favorite scene was, um, well, actually two, was Jesus holding the lamb and saying that he was the good shepherd. Or you might have gotten the one where there's Jesus and he's knocking at the door because the word he was explaining how he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And what I like about that, you know, is it was a couple things that really stood out to me in that version is because that door was like representative of the door of your heart. Cause it goes on to say, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. So it's about the fellowship and about letting Jesus in. But I remember seeing that famous picture uh, of the Dickinson's behold, I stand at the door, the door and knock image art that was on that fan. And anybody, I've heard it preached a ton of times, but there's not a door handle on the side of the door where Jesus is standing. He couldn't have just walk in your, in your, he couldn't turn the handle and just walk in there. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. The handle was on the other side where we're standing, where we hold the handle on the other side and we can turn the knob and let him in. And it really would let you know that you have to open the door of your heart and let Jesus come in. Now, I believe that we are all, you know, that is absolutely accurate. And that's, you know, absolutely the dopest thing around. But how often do we realize how in control we are of letting not just Jesus in, but letting things in, you know, letting people that don't belong in letting situations in and we're like lord get me out of this get you out you belong here you let somebody or something else in that did not belong you you went so far as to you know do x y and z and here it is 
you know, this thing is in there. So let me say, you literally have, I used to even think about like street gangs, you know, they will jump you into the game. That means you have to fight with everybody to get in. And then when you want to leave, you got to fight everybody and they're going to practically beat you, to, beat you to dust to get out. And I'm thinking like, wow, that's horrible. Why is that? Because it was there the whole time you were still in it. It was there to protect you. It was there. So when they first jumped you in, it was to demonstrate what would happen to anybody who tried to break their barrier. And then to go back out, you're breaking the barrier again. So you got it. They're going to they're practically beat you to dust to get out of it. There's a lot of times where we are going through things and we don't realize that the closed door that's in front of us, God, you know, he opens the door. I bought a new car. Hallelujah. Blah, blah, blah. You march on down there and go get your new car. But when in the instances where the door was shut and God said no, and you didn't get approved for the new car and you feel like, wah, 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 wah. And you get to jamming that door open. I'm going to do this to get the door open. I'm going to do that to get the door open. When really the door was left shut to protect you. Because all you see is the shiny new car. But God sees the interest rates. He sees the inflated payments. He sees. He heard the conversations with the dealers talking about when she missed one payment, I'm coming to get it. He heard all that stuff that you did not hear. And he left the door shut. How many times does God shut a door that we want to yank and pull open with all of our might? All because we couldn't hear his voice on the other side of that door. I love John the 10th chapter uh, because in John the 10th chapter, he's talking about being the good shepherd and how he takes care of his sheep and he he loves us and Jesus protects us. And he goes on to say, he said, and my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. I remember when I was a kid, it was so funny. I was a kid and um, when I was, shucks, I guess I let the cat out of the bag. I'm 45 years old. Uh, when I was six years old, maybe, and uh, this is probably about um, 1982, 1983, General Hospital used to come on. And then right after that, in the summertime, Scooby-Doo would come on. My mom used to be a home health care worker. She used to work around the corner from my uncle, my great uncle, Irvin. And when she would tell us, Sharice, you sit here and you watch General Hospital and tell me all the episodes. See, back then in the 80s, for you young folks that listen to podcasts, there was no on-demand there was no rewind. There was no recording it and watching it later. There was no TiVo. If you missed the show, you missed the show. You didn't even have a VCR or a recording device. I was six years old. I was her recording device. And whatever she said do, I had to do. And my reward was, when she got back, I could watch Scooby-Doo. Well, she would leave me and my sister in the house by ourselves. Another thing that doesn't happen in 2022, leaving a six-year-old and a two-year-old in the house for about an hour every day. But she'd go to work and then she'd walk back home from work. But she gave me very explicit instructions as she was locking the door. She would say, 
don't you let nobody in my house. Seems simple enough. Sharice, don't you let nobody in my house. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't care if my mama come to that door. Don't you open that door for nobody. I was pretty, you know, that seemed like a simple instruction until she said, her mama, don't even let her mama in. Did she realize that her mama is my grandma? My Grammy Grammy? She says, don't you let nobody in my house. Fine. So she goes around the corner. First few times she did it once or twice. No problem. About a third or fourth time she did it. Lo and behold... And I went to the door and I said, who is it? Hey, baby, it's your Auntie Carolyn. I got to pee. Open up. My mama not home. I know she at work, but this is your Auntie Carol. The one to make all the cookies and the cakes when you spent the night in my house. Now, open the door, baby. No. You better open this door right now. And I mean, it. you better open this door, and I mean it. And I'm like, no. She said, don't open the door. I can't believe this. My auntie girl now she using foul language that will never be heard on the likes of uh, Jesus would have tweeted that. But she's using every word in the book from every letter in the alphabet. She's using it at this point. Flip, flarn, flip. So. I go back to sitting down watching my show so I could tell my mom what happened to Luke and Laura. Next two seconds later. Ding dong. I said, uh-uh. Who is it? Hi, baby. It's grandma. Oh, Jesus. It's grandma, baby. Me and Carol got to use the bathroom. Now, go ahead and open the door. Grandma said, it's all right. I'll take care of it. I looked around, y'all, and I had to do it. I squinted my little cheeks, and I said, no. What? My mama not home. She said, don't open the door for nobody. It's grandma. She said, not even her mama. That's you. No. Girl, you better open this door bad as we gotta pee. We just drove all the way across town and your mama said she was gonna be here now. She's not here. You better open this door. No. And sit there and I went back to my TV and I watched my show. Now, it wasn't easy. Absolutely not. I was sweating bullets. I didn't told my favorite auntie. I didn't told my mama. Mama. No. I am sweating bullets. I'm looking around to see if they're going to peer through the window. I'm looking at them outside. I'm like, oh, Lord. They snarling. My Aunt Curl is threatening to jump in the window. About 20 minutes later. And I said, who is it? My mom said, it's me, baby. Open the door. She's laughing. She is tickle pink. So when she did, I took the chain off and uh, did undo the top lock and she did the rest and let herself in the house. She said, hi. I said, hi. But who's standing behind her? My Aunt Carol and my grandma. 
Like you little, can't believe you didn't open the door for us. I had explicit instructions. I had explicit instructions. It makes me think about that story. They were so mad at me. Oh my goodness, they were telling me I was, my grandma, she still kissed me. She said, that was good, you you followed directions. My Aunt Carol said, you ain't spending the night in my house no more. I ain't open the door for you. They were just done with me. We I had to go all the way down to the uh, so-and-so house to go use the restroom and tried to go to a gas station. Oh, it was horrible. We had driven so far and so long and we just knew she was going to be here. First thing they told my mom, they said, you ought not teach her to be scared of you like that. Scared of her? My my mom said, she's scared of me. They said, yeah, she's scared of you. That baby was so scared of you, she wouldn't open the door even if her grandma said she could do it. And that's where my mom cleared it up. She's not scared of me. She respects me. She's obedient. And that's a good thing. Obedient. Listen, there's going to be some obedient to the point where you're willing to tell your mama's mama no if you have to. In an effort to get what you really have. Now, my mom got there. She kissed me. She blessed me with whatever treats she had for me and my sister. We got to watch our Scooby-Doo. She told the story for the longest of how obedient I was and how I listened even in the face of threats from my favorite aunt and my beloved grandma. I don't know who needs to hear this and maybe this is just for me. But in this season where we're coming out and we're adapting to the new normal, like for me, I'm leaving one business and I'm going to a new business. I've got new people that I'm partnering with. Some people I have never even met. God is opening some doors and he's closed others. The ones he's closed, guess what? I feel like that's a protection. I'm honored that it got closed. I know when people be like, you first get a new job and you post it on Facebook. I got a new job. Yay. A million likes, a million things. But guess what? I'm celebrating the doors that are closed also. Because when he closes a door, I don't see it as a negative connotation. Like, oh, I don't have that job anymore. Wah, 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 wah. No, baby. When God closes that door, that's because he's protecting me from something. Oh, they didn't approve you for that car loan. Good. You know why? The interest rate was too high anyway. I didn't want them to come get it from in front of my house. No how. Okay, and I'm not going to sit there and try to argue with God and try to jam the door open. I'm not going to sit there and try some manipulative tactic and give him a bigger, you know, tell him I've been on my job five years instead of the fact that I just started this new thing now to try to manipulate and jimmy the lock. No, baby, if God shuts that door, it's shut for my protection. When God does something. He does it absolutely, positively right. And when he opens something up, it's because it's ready for you. My mama cook her Thanksgiving turkeys every single year. She keep it in that black, y'all know that old school black uh, roasting pan with the dome lid. And it would be shut. She'd have it in the oven. She'd baste it. She'd go back in, mess with it, flip it over. Season it, come back, mess with it, stick butter in it, whatever she was doing, right? But when she opened it, that means it was ready. 
Now, anybody that stuck their hand in there before there, you might have got salmonella poison because it wasn't ready. God's got a blessing that he's roasting and cooking and simmering and basting. He putting butter and sage leaves and bay leaves and Cajun dressing. He just stuffed it with all kind of stuff. And you will mess it up if you try to open it before the time. You will mess it up. If you go around and pretend that you know better than he do about what he doors he's opening up and what he's cooking up for you. And that's the lesson I got out of this. I thought about that scripture, John 10, 27. My sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they would not follow. My, my, my aunt came to that door. I did not open that door. I had explicit instructions to keep it closed. My grandma came to that door. Somebody I love. And guess what? I did not open that door because I had explicit instructions to keep it closed. I don't know why she wanted to keep it closed, but I had to follow the directive. And when the enemy came to tempt me to open it, he didn't tempt me to open it by bringing somebody I didn't like. He sent to the most two influential and important people in the world to come to me, to get me to open the door. And guess what? I had explicit instructions to keep it closed and not open it before the time. And I knew it was God because the enemy tried to attack it. She's scared of you. That's why she kept the door closed. No, she does not fear me. She respects me and she's obedient. And I can hear the word of the Lord saying that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. All you got to do is respect what God is doing for you. If he's opening the door or if he's shutting the door. And when you get ready to get to that point where if the door is open, run through it and do it because it's prepared for you. He says in Psalms, the 23rd chapter, he said, I go before you to prepare a place for you, prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Why would you try to run before somebody who's protecting you? Why would you try to act like you knew better than the person that shut the door? I don't know who I'm preaching to today. This was for me, clearly. This was for me, clearly. I don't even think I'm going to post this episode because this this, this right here, not only that, when God does reopen the door and you get to go in, now he's going to tell you who to let in. Because when I started my last business, I employed all kind of people in my family, I employed all sorts of things and all it did was hurt me. And you know what? And people say, oh my God, I can't believe you said that on your podcast. They're going to hear this. I don't care. They know it. When When he opens the door for this one, God is going to tell me who to grant access. Everybody shouldn't have access to you. I used to love that post. I ain't for everybody. I'm exclusive. Everybody can't get these. These are in limited supply and you are in limited supply. Sharice, there's one. I'm one in a series of one. You are one in a series of one. That'll make you not go to get in relationships you ain't got to be in. That door is closed. I'm not having sex with you. I'm not doing this with you. 
homegirl, I'm not about to let you call me every day and dump your garbage in my ear. I got to limit your access. God is going to tell you who to open the door to and who to close the door to. And let me tell you something. When you get ready, and let's say somebody's had limited and has had unlimited access to you. Like we just went through the COVID pandemic, right? We had unlimited access to whatever. We go to movies, go to restaurants, 24 hour this, blah, 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 blah. Unlimited access granted. After people got hurt and people died because disease and all of this, whether you think it was real or not, it ran rampant. And then there had to be a new mandate new terms of engagement let me tell you how to deal with because you used to know how to deal with the old me Uh uh-huh let me tell you how to deal with the new me everybody doesn't get access i'm not one of those people that get to tell people oh you'll always have access to me no you won't there is something you can do to make me that will cut your access off i'm when you come in i'm gonna take your credit card that you got with sharice and i'm gonna chop it in half right in front of you and tell you that your access is denied in Jesus' name. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. God perhaps wants to take you a different direction. And I'm in your way. Let's blame it on me. I'll take the blame. It's my fault. Because I let you get away with so much that you thought you could treat me any kind of way. But now let me give you the updated terms and conditions. The other day I went on there. I'm one of those silly people that opened up a savings account with credit karma right put a hundred dollars in just to see what i was gonna do it never went no further but the hundred dollars been there for like two years since they started that program guess what happened they updated the terms and conditions i don't know when i'm gonna get my money back so i'm like lord what did i do listen you have to update your terms and conditions every so often let people know that it's subject to change and they're like it's subject to change how because of growth you're welcome. I'm not going to be as you know, short and stubby as I used to be. I grew. I changed. I filled out. The Bible says when I, was a, when I was a child, I spake as a child and I minded childish things. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. I can't kick it with you no more. God opened a door and he sent me to the next level. I fulfilled all the prerequisites on this level. So I leveled up and now he opened the door and I'm running through that one. And you know what? Some of this stuff that I had, I can't take it with me, including you and including that. This type of attitude, this type of viewership, this type of behavior, whatever the case may be. I've got to do what it is God's called me to do. When I say that the first door was opened 4,000 years ago, New ones open every day. The best is yet to come. So why would I stay stagnant in a door in an area that's no longer for me? When my aunt got it, finally got through the door, she forgave me. You know, she's always my aunt. She loves me. Because it could be that the door was shut for that time, but not forever. In this season in my life, I am asking God to give me the remedy, to give me an idea of what I need to do while while I'm waiting for him to open and give me instructions. Now, in the next episode, we're going to talk about the exit strategy. Just like you got in there, you're going to have a strategy to get out of there. And you have to find it through the word of God. 
Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. This blessed me. Look, every time I hear somebody say they preach, they say their knife cut going out and it cut going in. And for me, this was a necessary lesson to let me know that I have to, where God is taking me, I have to follow explicit instructions as to who can come in and who can come out. Can you imagine what would have happened if once God told Noah to shut up the ark after all the animals had got on? What if, what would have happened to Noah and his family if he would have opened up the door of the ark just to let one person in? Because they were beating the door. They were crying. They were dying. It was excruciating. They were drowning. He could hear them drowning and gurgling water and and not surviving on the other side of the door. But God told him if he kept the door shut while it rained 40 days and 40 nights, his whole household was going to be saved. Could you do it? I'm going to challenge you. Could you do it? Could you keep the door shut on people that you seemingly love? Listen, to get something you never had, You're going to have to do some things you've never done. And it may be including shutting the door on people that you've never had to shut the door on before. By shutting the door on those people, places, and things, you'll be opening yourself up to a brand new world of what God really has for you. His full inheritance. All right? Don't cheat yourself. Don't let the process punk you out of the promise. Okay? I am Sharice Felton, a.k.a. Reese is Unstoppable. With God, all things are possible. And you, you are unstoppable. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That Podcast. Join us next time for more love, laughs, and inspiration. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the goodness of the Lord. Go to www.unstoppablechurchmedia.com and see how you can be a featured guest on our show. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do we, and there's nothing you can do to stop it.